Hey, we're so glad you found us. This is a Juicy Pear Podcast with Sean and Wendy. I'm your host, Wendy. And I'm your host, Sean. And we want to share with you some storytelling that leaves you feeling entertained, inspired, and puts a smile on your face. And we are truly hoping to be able to talk about relatable topics, especially in this world of craziness. So sit back and enjoy the conversation. Stay tuned. Hi, this is a Juicy Pear Podcast with Sean and Wendy, and we are super excited today. Um, we have a wonderful guest. She has a lot that she has done. And you know what? I should have asked how to pronounce your last name. So is it Fitz Kohler? Yes, ma'am. Oh, awesome. Got it right the first time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you have a book, and just that is intriguing in itself. It's called My Noisy, My Noisy Cancer Comeback. And it details your battle against breast cancer. Can it you sure tell does. us about yeah? Can you tell us about that, please? Yeah. So uh I mean that's a unloaded question. How much do you want the big version, the short version, the sassy version? Well, I wanted to ask, uh, when were you first diagnosed? And how did okay. how did you know? Like, or what was your thoughts that I need to go have this checked out? Yeah, so I'm a big proponent of annual exams of all sorts, and I've been committed to them my whole life and also self-exams. So December of 2018, I went in for my annual mammogram, walked out with a clean bill of health, and that was exciting as usual. And less than seven weeks later, I was in a hotel bathroom at a race weekend, and I got out of the shower naked, and I scratched slash, slash rubbed my under boob. And I found it. It felt like there was a bean in my breast. And mm. I knew instantly, I was like, damn it, I have breast cancer. So, you know, A, I think those annual and self-exams are critical to anybody and everyone should be doing them. But the next aha, or the next important thing I did was not dilly-dally. So I found that lump and boom, I was naked in the bathroom, picked up my cell phone, called my gyno and said, hey, I found a lump. And it went rapid fire. They got me, that was a Thursday. They got me in for an exam on Monday. I had an ultrasound and mammogram on Thursday. Not only were there, um, was there a disconcerting mass, my radiologist said, she goes, but you also have three hard swollen lymph nodes. Oh, and, goodness. Yeah, which mean, meant it spread. And it's interesting because I was able to compartmentalize my emotions. You know, I was like, okay, I'm not crying over milk that hasn't spilt yet. I didn't even tell my family. I told nobody. Okay. And then there I am sitting alone in this radiology office hearing, yeah, you've got lymph nodes too. We can't confirm what it is. You need the biopsy. So I went from there almost straight over to the surgeons. The next morning I had the punch biopsy. And a couple of days later, I was told that you have breast cancer and it uh, set off cascading events that led to 21 rounds of chemotherapy every three months. So it was, or every three weeks. So it was 15 rounds of 15 months of chemo, 33 rounds of radiation. I had a lumpectomy and about 11 lymph nodes taken. So fortunately for me, I did not have the full mastectomy, which is quite a bear. Um, but I, I was given what they call the most toxic combination of chemotherapy drugs they give. And I can tell you it was no fun. And perhaps I'm the princess in the pea, but so sick. I was not everybody is so sick. I was the girl who got violently ill for at least the first five months of my treatment. But here's, here's the, um, the good news is that we have a lot of choices, no matter what we're going through, we get to deliver, we get to choose how we handle those experiences. And I just chose to, uh, that I wasn't going to be a victim 
I was going to be a victor. I wasn't going to let cancer define me. I never wore a ribbon. I never wore a pink breast cancer warrior mm-hmm. shirt. Um, I never wore a wig. I, I did go quite bald. And uh, <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, I saw your picture. I think uh, I think you look fantastic there. Um, I think, you know, you're strong. And I, I love the picture. Yeah, thank you. You know, I had some good moments. And then, uh, you know, obviously, I had a lot of moments where I just looked like hell. And I felt like hell. But I, yeah, I chose not to be the victim. And that that mm-hmm. went a long way. And then I chose that you know, I was fortunate in many ways that I wasn't a kid going through breast cancer or cancer. It wasn't my kid. And fortunately for me, it wasn't one of the more traditionally lethal types of cancer. So I decided to be a big girl. And while I cried almost every day due to stress, I never had a why me moment. I never had a pity party. I chose to be positive. You know, you don't get any extra points for being the saddest girl in the room that, whoa, I have cancer. Everybody pity me. So if somebody said something was funny, I laughed. And then what was really important is I chose to pursue my passions, no matter what, which were my career and my kids. So I never once missed a game, a show, a graduation, which was hard, Mm -hmm. um, but it was worth it. And then also as a professional, I'm a fitness expert and I teach via mass media and so forth. But the thing that kept me on my toes throughout treatment was that I'm a professional race announcer. I saw that. So I have here the fitness uh, show podcast. Um, your bossy blonde fitness pro talks about the smart, crazy, effective, and fun stuff in fitness. And you look pretty hot in this picture, I must say. Good, good. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, tell us a little bit about that. Uh, yeah. So I have made a career out of helping folks live better and longer by making fitness understandable, attainable, and fun. And I'm that girl. I have a master's degree, so I'm highly credentialed, highly experienced, but I'm the one out there saying BS on the diets, on the pills, powders, supplements, snake oil. You know, there's so many thieves in my industry and I, mm-hmm. I could use other words, mm-hmm. um, but fitness is really not much more than watching what you put in your mouth moving your body often, getting some sleep and managing stress. And you, you, sure, you can get into the weeds, but there is no trickery to it. There is no product you can buy that leads to fitness. You actually have to do the hard work. Um, and then on the other side of things with race announcing, I man the start and finish lines of some of the largest, most prestigious running events in the country. So LA Marathon, Buffalo Marathon, Big Sur, Philadelphia Marathon, the DC Wonder Woman and Batman series. And that is an absolute blast. My job is basically to make sure everyone feels engaged, informed, entertained, has a great time. You know, if they're at the start line, they feel nervous. My job is to calm them down. If they want to PR or win their age group or the race, I want to wind them up. And so I play uh, both sides of the coin. And then once they cross the finish line, I make sure every person feels like, you know, they are the most important runner on earth and that they each won the race. So, so Fitz, were you pursued then to be the announcer or was, did the audition chance come up? Yeah. Um, Or did that's a good question. The door and say, Hey, do you want to try this? And (laughs) just took a leap of faith and said, let's get comfortable in the uncomfortable. Yeah. So I'm a sport performance expert. So I'm always rolling around in different, uh, different sports, helping those athletes perform more intelligently. And so I actually was teaching strength training for runners clinics and others at the run Disney events at Walt Disney world. Sure. And their race announcer, Rudy Novotny, who is, he's incredible. He's just so extraordinary, big voice, big personality. He was, uh, introducing me every time I spoke at the speaker series. It was always like, this is Fitch. She's fitness expert on TV, blah, blah, blah. 
But when I was done speaking, he always said, gosh, you're so good. You're so engaging. Everybody loves you, blah, blah, blah. And then finally he said, you know what? I need a co-announcer for the Orange County Marathon in California in a few months. Would you be interested? And I said, well, I've never done it before, but I'd love to give it a try. And I uh, spoke with the race director who reviewed my resume. We had a good conversation. He hired me. And so my first event had about 20 something thousand people. There was no inching into race announcing and you jumped right into the fire there. <laughs> I did. I did. And it was so fun. And, and as Rudy predicted, it fit like a glove and, you know, I've been bossing around large, large audiences my whole career. So this wasn't too far um, from what I was already doing. And I fell in love. And within a couple of months, I had a handful of other races reach out to say, hey, can you do ours? And it's just kind of steamrolled since then in the best way possible. I'm so fortunate. So fortunate. I love what I do. I love my athletes and the events. It's awesome. So cool. You have so you have workout videos, you have a fitness blog. What would be your um what would you say like for someone just maybe wants to lose 10 pounds? Uh, do you, I know there's no quick fix. Um, yeah. what would you say to that? Great question. Middle aged women like me. <laughs> well, here's the deal. That's mindset. <laughs> it's the answer is the same for everybody. And sometimes people are like, but I was injured or I've been through menopause or I had cancer. The right. answer is the same for everybody. And that should be very heartening. So if you go to the cover of fitness.com, that's F I T Z N E S S.com. There's an article called the exact formula for weight loss. And I give you just that basically you decide what weight you want to be. And there's a caloric budget specifically for that. So mm -hmm. historically, you've heard 1200 calories a day or 2000 calories a day. Well, PS, if I ate 2000 calories a day, I'd be massive. If the rock ate 1200 calories a day, or even 2000, he would be the Hulk, he would go around stomping on people because he'd be starving. So yeah, that's know, what I was saying, you got to take into account like different uh, body shapes and sizes and, you know, how tall people are. It's a little bit more. Yeah, it, might be different, but yeah, on average humans burn about 10 calories per pound of body weight per day. So if you utilize that math, the exact formula will help you come up with your specific caloric budget. And then it teaches you how to eat more healthy stuff than bad stuff and right. avoid the typical pitfalls with uh, losing and regaining weight. So a passion, a gigantic passion of mine is fitness as well. Okay. And I teach, I teach fitness. I love running and walking and I stand by, it's totally a mindset thing. It begins yeah. with once your brain is in the game, then your body just follows. And I can't preach that enough about to eat the right foods you put in your mouth. Then you have to have the mindset to eat the right foods in your mouth and yeah. go, skip, go skip. You need to skip the, the stuff, the crap. Right, right. There is no product with the word diet on it that will fix you. Uh, <laughs> you know, it has to be an over uh, a big picture experience, but you're right. I never push weight loss on anybody because hey, it's none of my business what somebody else weighs or doesn't weigh. But the reality is zero people are successful with weight loss till they put their foot down and decide I can no longer live in this body as is. I'm sick of it. I either they saw a picture of themselves or they're sick of their back pain or their lack of energy. And they, you know, when the person gets infuriated with where they are at the moment, then you know, they, they make progress. They take action until then they flounder. Yeah. I love to run. I trail run all the time. I've been a runner for probably 20 plus years. I hated running, you know, back in my early, early twenties, I hated it. In fact, I would run and I would throw up afterwards because I hated it so much. <laughs> I didn't make myself throw up, but it was like, I would run and it would be like, I, I just, I hated it. But something happened after, uh, cause I was in the service way back then. Cool. Thank you. Way for back your service. When. Thank you. But 
this is a long time ago. And, but it propelled me. Um, and then I ended up liking it. It did take a long time though, but I've been running since I was in my twenties. But the thing is, is the one thing that I find anyway, for me is it's hard for me to consistently, I mean, I love fruits and vegetables and I do eat a lot of those, but I just can't like, you know, cut out sugar completely. I have to have a cookie every once in a while. I just feel like if I do that, you know, I can only do that for so long. And then when I get back to eating a little bit more normal foods that I would like have more of the sugar because I, you know, I didn't have it for so long that, you know, I'm just making an addiction. Yeah. Well, that's actually the beauty of the exact formula is there's nobody telling you, you can have this, you can't have that. Nobody's requiring you to be a vegetarian or cut out sugar or whatever. I mean, your, your calories in versus calorie out really is the secret to weight loss. However, what I encourage people is, you know, if 85, 90% of what you put in your mouth is pretty darn good, yeah. the 10 to 15% is for yeah. wiggle room. So I personally, I have milk chocolate every single day, no matter what. And if not, mm-hmm. I feel like it's a sad day. So I have the milk chocolate. I have a little bit, not too much, but right. it could be a bit. beer or wine or a couple mm-hmm. of Cheetos. Everybody has their thing. And uh, yeah, the second you tell someone they can't have something, it leads to feeling restricted, suffering, quitting. Yeah. Cause I've, I've had people, you know, go on these six week, eight week raw food diets, whatever. Right. By the end of it. Yeah. They've lost weight, but then they're right back. Cause they, it's not a consistent way to eat. I mean, no, it's, it has it, to be a lifestyle. Yeah. 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 Diets are dumb. Diets are temporary measures that lead to temporary results, period. Yeah. End of story. Every time what happens after the eight weeks, you go back to eating like an idiot and then yeah. <laughs> you're miserable and out of shape again. Uh, so yeah, I'm with you. Good. Yep. Yeah, the word diet shouldn't even be in the, voc- in the vocabulary yeah. of anybody. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even like saying healthy diet. It just, uh, I, I try to avoid the word unless I'm trashing diets. Then I say it all the time. Diets are dumb. Diets are dumb. <laughs> I say it all the time too. I all like, the time. Yeah. Sean is, she has like, um, she leads walk groups a couple times a week. And before COVID, I was teaching fitness classes out of my church. Yep. Oh, I like very teach, nice. I like to teach faith-based fitness, but even if it wasn't faith-based, I just love choreography and I love dancing. It was a win-win to teach exercise and to uh, do choreography and stuff like that. Huge passion of mine. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, teaching fitness, I haven't taught classes in many, many years, but uh, I remember, you know, the benefits were not only engaging with these awesome people, but I really just truly enjoyed what I was doing, whether it was yeah. step aerobics or ab classes. Do they call it aerobics anymore? I know we're, we get wrist slapped. It's supposed to be group fitness. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. a lot of words that are group fitness. Yeah. <laughs> They always change the words. It's still the same thing. It's the same <laughs> damn thing. That's back, right. <laughs> back in the late nineties, early two thousands, I used to teach jazzercise. Oh, there you go, jazzercise. Love it. Okay, so now that we're going there, I um, so I started teaching fitness at fourteen, and it just kind of progressed. But at about nineteen years old, I was hired to be an instructor on a TV show called Cardio Jam, and I refused to even open those DHS videos up because there's me and these horrible thong leotards. I don't know if you remember <laughs> hot skins, but these ugly striped biker shorts and my, my bandana do rag on backwards. I look like such a fool, but I was a good instructor, but yeah, the fashion choices were hideous. We all, Oh gosh. Yeah. I remember I Suzanne Summers and the thigh master. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's way back when so I'm not going to go there. <laughs> 
Can you tell me a little bit about uh, your name? It's so interesting, Fitz. Is it something like that came from your family or? Yeah, we're Irish and and we're Fitzgeralds. And so at some point you just got to give into it. If you're Fitzgerald, they're going to call you Fitz. So Ah, much like if you're MacArthur, they're going to call you Max. So this is on my birth certificate. And I was probably about 20 when teaching. I was actually creating a... um, a kid's DVD at the time, which actually never came to fruition, but I was thinking, what can I call this thing? And, um, fitness, it just uh, yeah. finally dawned on me. And so, yeah, I trademarked fitness Love it. Uh, 30 years ago or no, not 20 something years, <laughs> 20 years ago. <laughs> that's and, okay. Uh, you don't it, look at you know, So that, that's all that matters. I look like a grown up, right? A grown up who takes care of herself. That's right. Good enough. So Fitz, have you um, done the marathon at Disney or any rock and roll marathons or what would, what's been your favorite marathon? Uh, so I'm a big half marathoner. That's my yep. preferred distance or, I've anything, done them too. or mm-hmm. anything less. In fact, I was a um, competitive kickboxer for about 10 years ago and it just, or 10 years and it left a couple of lingering effects, hip and knee wise. So I've never really crossed the finish line of a half marathon and thought, gee whiz, I wish I could do that again right now. And so I've decided to pause that half marathons, maybe one day I'll do a marathon, but, uh, I don't know. I mean, I did the riverbank run a half marathon twice. And I tell you the, the second time I did it almost damn near killed me <laughs> 15 and a half miles. It's just a little over a half marathon. It's a 25 K. Um, yeah. 25 yeah, K. And I'm like, that. that is my absolute max. And I don't even know, I mean, if I trained, I could probably do it. But I was not, at the end, I was not feeling good. I mean, I was like in bed for a couple hours afterwards. I was very, very sore. And I trained for it. Yeah. yeah you know what? I'm surrounded by marathoners and ultra marathoners all the time. But uh, when I finished fighting, that was such a highly competitive sport with such dire consequences if you are not the uh, victor, right? So Mm -hmm. facial injury, head trauma, broken bones, which I had many of, never the facial injuries or the head trauma, but I had tons of other injuries. And so when I retired from fighting, I kind of lost the competitive wind. It just kind of faded out of me. And I just decided that anything I did for fitness moving forward would be for pure pleasure, pure health, yeah. And uh, yeah, so right now, half marathon is, seems great. I truly love trail running and I love obstacle course races. Oh, I am, yeah. I always leave, I'm the muddiest girl. I always have proof of fun. And I love yeah. trail running. There's a great park nearby here that uh, I just love to trail run. It's my favorite. I prefer that than, you know, I, I run around the neighborhood, but that's just boring, you know, run through the neighborhood. I, I don't like that. I prefer much, much prefer out in the woods. Yeah. I've done a barefoot too and it's fun. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Yeah. The other day I did a, I did a shorter version. I did it barefoot. It was rainy and there was a ton of mud and it it felt great. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So as far as favorite races go, I don't have any specific favorite race that I've run, but I do have favorite races or I do have races that I announce that I wish I could run. However, I would never give up my announcing spot. So you don't want to do that. You got a good thing going there. Yeah, I do. So I was wondering, Fitz, what is your favorite type of running shoe or running socks that people could know about? What's your favorite type? Like I have mine. Like I, I have totally love Brooks and I love a blister free sock. Well, my favorite I shoe can't is, say it enough. Yeah, is an Asics Cumulus. Okay. You like Asics? I made a point of remembering that because I really like that socks. I can wear whatever sock. It doesn't matter to me as long as it's not knee high socks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like very thin 
high performance socks. So I like to feel naked. I'm actually one of those girls. If I were not so modest, I would go running like the elites do. Mind you, I am not fast, but I would wear the little bikini bottoms in the sports bra, but I'm too nerdy for that. So I like to wear as little as possible. So those naked socks make me happy. And then I, this sounds so bad, but most of my running shoes come from work. So if I show up to the LA marathon, like this year, the Asics is a sponsor. So I would get Asics running shoes. And then I feel like, well, gee whiz, uh, running shoes are so pricey. I'm just going to wear the ones they're given. So I'm always given, uh, but that's actually a good a good marker that most of these running shoe companies are doing a pretty darn good job because, you know, some people are like, I only wear X brand. I only wear this brand. And yeah. I think, no, go try on. Right. On you might and find another and brand you like even better. You just haven't discovered it yet. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I've had a good experience with most of our running shoe brands. The only ones that haven't ever felt good are Nike. Nike causes problems, but most endurance athletes know that Nike's not yeah. really a brand that caters to us. Right. Right. I, I would have to agree with you. I have a pair of, uh, well, anyway, I had a shoes and they just, I don't know. kept. Yeah, yeah. I think they do a good job with cleats. You know, they yes. do some other sports really well. Well, why don't you tell um, everybody where um, they can purchase your book, where they could find you if they wanted more information about what you're uh, doing or, you know, if they wanted you to announce another race. Well, those are all good questions. So first of all, with my noisy cancer comeback, it, for those who are interested in running, it's a great book because I go behind the scenes of what it's like to do what I do at some of the biggest, interest, most interesting races. And I talk a lot about that. I divulge a lot about the behind the scenes running community. However, anyone going through hard times, you know, it's a book for that. So what I've been told is people are referring to my noisy cancer comeback as the breast cancer Bible okay. or the handbook for thriving while surviving. So I tell a lot of funny stories, a lot of crazy stories, stuff that nobody talks about with cancer, especially breast cancer. People just stick with the, they don't get into the gory details. I got into all the gory details. And fortunately it's being very well received from cancer patients that are saying, oh my God, thank you. Nobody ever talks about this. So um, if you have someone going through hard times, I'd love to share the book. The book is available, hardcover, paperback, audiobook, ebook. You can get it wherever books are sold, including Audible. However, if you come to fitsness.com for hardcover or paperback, I autograph every book and I send them out with a little gift of purchase, which is a sticker that says, I can do hard things. And I love it. It goes great on the back of your phone. And then, oh, I love that. Good yeah. sticker. I need one. Okay. So it's um, so everybody, it's F-I-T-Z-N-E-S-S.com, correct? Fitsness. Yes. Yeah. And if anyone wants to reach me for announcing, corporate speaking, any of those things, the book, it's all at fitness.com. That's my home base. And then I'm at fitness on social media. And here's the deal. I want you to follow, but really I'd love it if you reached out and said, Hey, I heard you on Wendy and Sean's podcast. I'd love to connect because more than followers, I prefer friends. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, We've had a lot of fun talking uh, with you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yep. I think you're fantastic. Yeah. And <laughs> I want to meet you when I come to Florida yeah. next. You're on. Let's do it. I would love, love to meet you. I'm, I don't have plans for Florida, but I want to meet you too. So you got to come up too. I do. <laughs> I have plans for Florida. <laughs> Remind me, where are you? Grand Rapids, Michigan. Oh, that's right. So I'm announcing some races in Ohio and Michigan this summer. Oh, you might be doing the Riverbank run. Uh, not that one. Mud Girl and uh, the Women's 6K in okay. I don't know. Anyways, well, go to fitness and you'll find my schedule or I'll share it with so you. So good. 
So good. Well, thank you. Um, I hope you have a good rest of the day. And um, it's been a pleasure. Bye, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. We're so glad you're here. We had so much fun, didn't we, Sean? Yes. I totally hope, everybody, that you enjoyed our episode. So please subscribe to our website, ajuicypearpodcast.com. Yes. See you there. Hey, I'm your host, Wendy, and you just listened to another episode of the Juicy Pear Podcast. Thanks for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. And I would love it if you could subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Each week, I have new content, and I love talking with creatives. Tell your friends and family. And if you're feeling led, hey, you can buy me a coffee on ajuicypearpodcast.com.